welcome, welcome. Welcome back, film fans. This is Beer Bourbon in a Movie. I'm Tawana. And I'm Vaughn. And we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film, the taste of a good beverage, and everything in between. We're glad you're back, people. So grab a seat, film fans, beer drinkers, and bourbon lovers alike. This is episode 26. The summer party continues. We're going to be talking about Upgrade and Cargo from Netflix. What are you sipping today? Well, because we're continuing on with the summer party, um, we're just going to move right into some more summer beers. So we're talking uh, Erdinger. German beers, we all know I love German beers, and we all know I love a good heifer. You really do. Love a heifer all day. Heifer all day So, for we're going to slide over to what's a better summer drink than a Hefeweizen? None. So, Erdinger is also a really good brand that um, just like with every sip just leaves you wanting more. It's a really nice uh, beer that pours this sort of like cloudy orange gold with this thick white head. Mm. Mm. Nice. <laughs> that has very good t- retention. You know, the aroma has these notes of clove, light lemon fruitiness. You know, it's a little lighter than, say, like a Porlana. But, nice. um, or a Spaten. It's, it's it's definitely a little more white beer than than, than Hefeweizen, than the average Hefeweizen, but it's very traditional. Makes it really tasty. Uh, it's definitely brewed with these fine yeasts that are sort of, like, delivered in this prescription that's just naturally strictly done by Bavarian purity requirements. So it's super duper traditional. And it's so brewed today without, you know, the traditional uh manner, which is like without like bottle mm-hmm. um fermentation. Got it. So it's 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 a classic, but it's uh, you know, the old ones never go out of style. So nice. if nice. you find yourself at any well, go to Whole Foods. Um <laughs> Whole Foods or, you know, your local no, you know what? I got this at Kmart. It worked. So wow. you can pretty much find it a lot of places. It's a good brand. So wherever you find a variety of different Yeah, wherever you find a variety, anybody selling uh, wheat beers, and the summer is packed full of wheat beers. Um, if you like them like I do, unfiltered and true, get with it. Nice, nice. Okay. Well, I'm mixing it up a little bit because I was in a situation where I was trying to decide what to drink during this for these two films. Right. And uh, in Upgrade, the uh, lead actor, he is actually drinking some bourbon, which oh, yeah, I, I don't have right. a problem with. And he was rocking his wheelchair and drinking his bourbon at the same time. He was. So I, I'm going to shout out him out, uh, or the character. And um, so this time I decided to infuse some things. I'm going to bring in some vodka this time, and I'm going to uh, mix it with uh, a beacon bourbon, which we've had on the episode before. We've talked about it before. But I was actually at a tasting at Palm Pit uh, Wine and Spirits. Shout out to Mo and Joffrey. Harlem World. Harlem all day. And um, we had they were doing this tasting of this vodka called Black Fig Vodka. Okay. It's an infused vodka with uh, figs. But and while I was doing the tasting, I was like, well, you know what? This really needs some bourbon. Because, you know, you got that full body taste at, of, of the vodka, but you also, they brought in that fig flavor. And this right. vodka is gluten-free, and it's it's actually is made it from- Is it gluten-free? It's gluten-free and made from corn. Wow. So, and it's, it's, it's a, a vodka from Oregon. So the thing is, it is charcoal like filtered. It. So, but when- the fact that it's coming from corn, you get all those 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 sweeter kind of tones to it right. that pair perfectly with bourbon. with bourbon. And I had some beacon left from one of our previous episodes, previous and I decided, episode. well, what would go good with this? So I decided to mix 
the um, Beacon Bourbon and this Black Fig Vodka and uh, a little bit of a Sprite just to add a little lemon-lime flavor, some, just to you know, brighten it a Kick little it bit. Kick it up. And, you know, you could also use, instead of the, the soda, you could also use some honey okay. to bring a little more sweetness to it. I could see honey. It could add a lot of depth and, and flavor to it. And yeah. Just uh, put it in a shaker, shake it up, and pour it over some ice. What? Or just drink it straight. It, it's delicious. It's tasty. Yeah. And we, and you said you were it. calling it the Black Knight? It's called Harlem Black Knight. Knight. No, it's Harlem, Harlem Knight. Knight. The Harlem Knight. It's Harlem Knight. I like that. In honor of Harlem and uh and Palm Patton in, in the summer. Exactly. The Harlem that, night. I like you know, it. And Harlem was alive this weekend, so it's good to see, you if, know, people if, getting out and looking good. And, if, yeah, man. You know, that melanin, melanin is melanin everywhere. Melanin popping. Cocoa butter is happening. Love it mm-hmm. in the sun. Glistening. A little shea butter happening. So it, it's Smelling good walking by. It's that time of year. <laughs> so uh, check it out. It's called um, Black Fig Vodka, and I'll post it to the website, but... Remember, we're beer bourbon in a movie. Right, right, right. But you still, you still added your bourbon to so you. Yeah, you can mix it up. That's why I brought in Beacon to mix in with it. You can try some other bourbons that you like. Yeah. Like I said, sometimes you gotta experiment with your with your drinks, and you know it's summertime. This, you know. You, you turn Check it, it out. into a mixologist on yeah, this Yeah, why not? We'll, we'll invite yeah. some mixologists to the show. I, I, have some I appreciate that. It's, here and there. It's got this nice little, like, heavy balance to it, yeah. like, where bourbon feels a little lighter. I mean, mm-hmm. bourbon is sugary, so it, it can feel a little heavy, yeah. but this feels heavy because of the fig. Right. But it's nice. It's yeah. got a nice balance. And Tawana likes it, and she's beer girl. Yeah, I'm beer girl. And, but. you know, in, a, in a, some of our later episodes, we're going to get Tawana to do some of her beer cocktails because she mm. has a lot of those in her repertoire. Yeah, there's a few. So I think that, uh, you know, it's all about educating the people. Yeah. So let's start knowledge. talking about these movies a little bit. All right. So we're we starting off with Upgrade, right? Upgrade. All right. So uh, Upgrade. Set in the near future, technology controls nearly all aspects of life. But the gray, I'm sorry, but when gray, a self-identified technophobe, has his world turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implanted called STEM. So this is uh, directed by Leigh Whannell. Um, and pretty much everyone in that created this was Australian in some way, shape, or form. It seems like both films were. Uh, but Leigh Whannell, I mean, everybody knows him. Saw, if you've ever seen a Saw film, that's him. Mm-hmm. Insidious, scary as fuck. Yeah, like if you've ever seen those, yeah. that's um, that's him. And he does, he works as an actor, but um, he does a lot of writing, directing. And you know, that's impressive because a lot of times a lot of young actors don't get to go yeah. into the world of producing and writing and, and, and directing. Right. So for them to jump into it, for him to jump into it and still be right. considered an actor, you know, I think that's a good thing. I think he snuck in with the saw flex. Yeah, probably. And he was in it. And then he was in, he's in like all the insidiouses. Right. And uh, he wasn't in this one. Well, you know, but, that's the beauty of the summer yeah. summertime movie fair because it's not always just blockbusters. We get a lot of these horror films. A lot of horror. That, you know, kind of give people a little break from right. the, you know, all those costume dramas and right. the sequels and all that. And um, this uh, film, this film, mm-hmm. I absolutely love. You know what? Yeah. This movie reminds me of a time when I was a kid. And um, everybody knows I have a disability. I grew up, you know, I used a wheelchair and all that other stuff. Right. But there was something about this movie. It reminds me of the $6 million man. It does a and, little. And how, you know, there was this chip that allows him to move around freely. Because he's a quadriplegic, quadriplegic in the film. And, and that's someone who's paralyzed from the neck down. So his movement is would be totally limited. Right. And the fact that he's able to have these superpowers. And that was one of those things growing up as a kid. And dealing with a disability that I would always 
wish and dream and right. fantasize about and, and having this superpower. And I think that they, they captured it in a good way because he was at the point when, when his injury happened, he was at that point where he wanted to give up on his life because his wife his wife was killed. His wife was killed. And they set up they set up the story because he's the the ultimate vigilante. You know, yeah, he, he is. he's getting revenge on the death of his wife. He didn't even want to live anymore. His goal in life was getting revenge on the people that took her away from him. And ultimately that was that was the, that was the beauty of this piece. Yeah. And and then the fact that, you know, he was kind of trapped in his body and, and this this chip allowed him to do all those things that he wanted to do. But it, it, at, in this storytelling, it wasn't even about that. And, and his mom in the story, she kept saying, well, now you can live again. Your wife wants you to be living again. But he was at the point of, I don't care anything about that. Yeah, he was over He it. was really about his revenge because he didn't want to live without her. Right. And there was this, there was so much of that that power. And the, the actor who was in this role. Yeah, Logan Marshall Green. He's yeah. actually a um, fellow South Carolinian. Oh, there you go, right. South Carolina. And that's good. He he didn't rock his his South Carolina accent. So no. I, I give him props on that. Yeah. But the point is. Um, Charleston. Oh, he's from Charleston. Okay, gotcha. So anyway, I think that he captured this film well. He always reminds me of Thomas Hardy. Yeah, Baby Tom. <laughs> he's yeah. like a Baby Tom Hardy. But he he had that same intensity. He carried the role in a way, and I loved his his movements when he was when he was in his role of, of the paraplegic. His right. movements were were right, and they felt good. I know he had to practice that and rehearse that a little bit. Yeah, and just his his. It was a very physical role for him because yeah. he was throwing himself on the ground. Yeah. He was he was all twisted up and mangled up right. in a way. A lot of great body acting. Yeah, and, and just his movements while he was being controlled by the chip. Yeah. That really delivered. And his his angst and his upset because he could cry. Yeah, he, and the tear would just actor. roll down his face. Yeah. And it was just like, wow. Because it takes a lot. You know, people that aren't actors, it takes a lot to just to cry on a dime. camera. Yeah. You know, and, and he really did it's it. It's difficult. And, and I think that... He's one of those one of those guys to watch. I'm I'm hoping he's gonna get some more work. And well, he's the, the been action around. sequences are incredible. In he's been movie. around for a minute. Like he did um, Devil, which was um, Shyamalan's. Oh flick. yeah, he was. In that. He was in that. He was in. Uh, I didn't see this one, but he was in Spider Man Homecoming. Oh yeah, I saw that. He was in that horror movie, The Invitation. Yes. It was a couple, two, three years ago. So. Yeah, we watched it at my yeah. house. Yeah, we watched it at, my house, <laughs> at your house. It was pretty dope. So yeah. he's been in a lot of stuff, but he played. You know, he kind of plays the cut. Does like character actors mm-hmm. acting, so he's. I mean, he's good. He's good in flicks, you know. And my girl from uh, Get Out was in this, and she yeah. plays a cop in this movie. Yeah, her name was was Cortez in the movie. Her name is Cortez in the movie. Her name is Betty Gabriel. And it was good to see her, and, and she's going to be a, a, in a lot of the uh, Bloomhouse films coming out. Uh, and, and Peel. Peel yeah. joints, right? So she's she's one of those to watch too, because and she you get you got some. She depth was in, in the her. purge, yeah. She yeah, was she in, was. She was in the purge. Remember, she was like a uh, like a gang member or some shit. Right, and so there's there's a lot of you see a lot of faces that you've seen in other films that are right. actually getting to step out and have more 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 dialogue in these films and kind of movement like that. What I just what I liked about this movie was I like the I like the technology aspect and I like the futuristic. Settings with the droids and and the drones and all those kinds of things that were happening and and the technology to move people, including the driverless cars, which got a lot of people in trouble. But but it's just like, okay. Very weird. Not a proponent for like 
driverless cars based on this flight. But, you know, it's, it's interesting, cause, but it just shows the power of a hacker and how yes. you can hack into something. And even in, in, in even the virtual reality world, like all those people that wanted to live in virtual reality. Yes. And we see a lot of those people, you know, a lot of you millennial types listening. Whoa, y'all, whoa, 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 y'all, whoa, whoa, y'all t- whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, and shout out what to Chris. Up, Chris? Stepping in for Alex. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> A lot of you millennial types seem to not, not want to be... Not all millennials are the same? Not all millennials are the same, okay? Some of our parents let us go outside and eat dirt. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thank God for that. Thank God you ate dirt. Right. Because <laughs> you're, the, you're, you're more, the more well-adjusted of, the, of, the, of your crew, your generation. Right. So the, <laughs> so the point was, there was a lot of people who wanted to live in this virtual world because, you know, the VR was a big thing in this film. And, yeah. and um, it was interesting to see, you know, how... And, and one of the characters said that, you know, this virtual world was better than the real world. And it's sad that you got to think that way. But I get I get where that comes from. But I think it was interesting to see all of that at play at one time and then how yeah. we use the technology to create these ultimate kind of soldiers, basically. Yeah. You know, and, and thinking about having your body weaponized. Yeah, yeah I was going to say your body becomes we- weaponized. And, and, it, was, and, it was amazing. And weapons become organic, right. almost lifelike. Right. And it's kind of like that uh, that episode in Black Mirror with the... Uh, it was the army guys and they had all became... Uh, they became full, full augmented. weapons. Yeah. Exactly. And so they, they, they this film plays off of that because that, mm-hmm. that was the same kind of... You know, this is this is heavy sci-fi, folks. So you got all of the 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 sci-fi tropes of you know the computer versus the and the technology versus the human aspect and and how it all plays together and what happens when the computers take over. Yeah, and that's a big fear in our culture today because of AI and, and all also, the technology. Also, the computers have kind of taken over. Well, yeah, because we don't seem to be able to function without them. I, I mean, literally the other day, I said something to somebody. I was like, "Oh, I have the Blu-ray," and she was like, "Who has Blu-rays anymore?" And I was like, "Word, oh shit, no one has Blu-rays anymore." Yeah. And I'm a collector, so you know, I was just like, "Fuck." Yeah, and you're collecting something that people weren't collecting in the first place because people just bought regular dvds people bought dvds but like you even if you use your dvd in a blu-ray it, it elevates the dvd like plays at its highest resolution mm-hmm. but i mean i mean i'm a big big supporter of hard copies and like collector items because it's just necessary to keep the culture well sadly I, you know I, I hope that people realize that some of these films you you need to hold on to and get your own copies of and not well, I mean, you know, streaming it forever. You see how people are like buying um albums again like you right, know like vinyl is coming vinyl back. and all that and then and then eventually it'll move back into some some, some form of a a higher resolution of a of a CD I guess. Yeah. Something's going to happen. I mean yeah. cuz we're not going to get rid of this shit altogether. We do have devices. I mean even if you don't have a fucking Blu-ray player. Somebody's got like a PlayStation, right? Fours, like shit. I do. Yeah, that 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 plays it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even our computers don't have disk drives anymore. So it used to be, you know, it used to be kind of dope. But when you can't find shit, or you want to teach a class, or do something like that, exhibit some work, some examples. Right. It's, it's going to be hard to do that. Well, you know, like I said, back to the back to the movie. I yeah. think you know. It, it just, it was a fun ride for me. And I remember in the audience, the, the audience was a lot. Like the fight scenes, the, the right. audience got all hyped up. Right. And they were just enjoying the, really? the fight scenes and, and just how he was. People really related to this character because he was he was literally every, he was the everyman he was the character. Every man, yeah. And he was 
you know, he wasn't necessarily, he was anti-technology. He was. his wife was all about all of that. He had his own she car. She was technology. He was, he, his car was a, was a regular manual car. And it was beautiful. And yeah. then there was this, there was just this whole thing of him working and playing with the car himself and, and driving it himself. Yes. Whereas she was riding around in the, in the, um, in the, in the self-driving I, cars the and all I that car. kind of stuff. Right. She was all about that. And, you <laughs> she know, had an I car. they had all this technology <laughs> where you, instead of looking at your phone to retrieve your emails and your voicemails and stuff, you would do it on a on, it was a, on your on counter, a, on a table or a counter or right. whatever you had in your house, and and just the the way the technology was controlled, the house was all wired up. Every you know, it seemed like every house was wired up, even the shittiest of houses. Yeah, everything you walked in was was ready to go. You could set the the, the temperature, you could set your music, you could set you know, whatever you wanted to go. You can do that now. And then the food. Of. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah. all happening, and I think that that's yeah. what is kind of showing us. One where the future could be, and right. we're really already in it. Well, like art imitates life, and life imitates art. You right. Know? It's right. Sort of, sort of like how Blade Runner was sort of depicting who we would be, and now we're exactly what Blade Runner said we are. Yeah. We're for back sure. then, and now for the sure. new Blade Runner was talking some extra shit. Right. So I'm pretty sure people will be dating holograms yeah. <laughs> in the future. <laughs> well, I mean, the the sex toys are already. The sex toys are already legit, like and yeah. like really out there. So, you know. You know, hell, it might be better than these dating apps now. We might just get a droid and call it a day. Yeah, it depends but, on who you are, what you want. You know, it's, it's interesting <laughs> to see where that kind of thing can go. And, and, and for people with disabilities, I think that it kind of speaks to what technology can do once right. the science is there. Right. And that there's got to be somebody working on a way to help people who oh, are, already who are, are. paralyzed to better their movements. Because you see a lot of external devices. Right. And then, but I also of... know some people who, like from the cochlear implants, right. for people who are deaf, and I know some other people who are using devices to help stimulate their spine. Yes. Just to stop pain. To stop pain and yes. all those kinds of things. And, Back and issues. That tightness and stuff like yeah. that. But there's going to be a day when there's going to be some kind of devices that will actually help people people's movement. You know, and I just know that's coming, and you're already seeing those exoskeleton kind of things happening. Yeah. So I feel like this this movie kind of opens the door to that, and it was just this big adventure. To me, it was just it was an adventure. It was a thrill ride because it's it's it, it's in that that sci-fi universe right. that allows anything to be possible. Right. You know, and then you had all those people, and and what I couldn't understand were the people who were in the bar, like all those people who were. I guess they were those. They were the disciples of all those people who had been weaponized, right? And so it was just like, and they were just sitting and watching it happen. Because I guess they, and remember, they made a whole point of it being off the grid. Because yeah. the difference in in this universe, everything was being watched because of they were controlling crime with all these these droids that were flying overhead and and monitoring all of our activity right. which is actually the real world today because say, anywhere you walk in new york city you're being photographed everywhere you well, go if you walk down times square aren't you photographed like 1200 times at least yeah big brothers watching yeah and like, all day in like a, day. in like a half an hour right and they can literally track your movements from the subway station to down the block and your to face office. recognition right. and we're giving you all that advice right Amazon. Amazon. Dead ass. <laughs> Amazon, Amazon, is, Amazon. Amazon. Amazon is it's addictive, but I believe it's a little bit of well, an evil entity. Let's think about it. Let's think about I it. Because like, I feel like one day they're going to be like, you ain't pay your Amazon credit, son. Your rent is done. Right. And, <laughs> and, like, but think about it. Even yeah. those devices in your home, and people have had to turn them off and disconnect them. Because I'm not fucking with their Google shit. I'm not fucking with their Amazon Echoes. I feel a little worried about that. It's like the bad seed. You're like, 
Remember those that movie where the the house like took over the woman? Well, they're literally yeah. I saw like, that was a great her, movie. That like, was a great movie. Kept her in the way. house, raped her, trying to have a kid with her. That was great. It's called the was it? I was, well, I know, it wasn't a bad seed. It was something the bad something. It's really old. I'll put yeah, it. I'll it was put a it classic. Out. I think feel like, like Barbara Hershey or somebody. Was yeah, in it. it was like eighties. But anyway, anyway, and and we're allowing the technology to be in our home because Google's had that situation where those devices were actually recording people's conversation and oh, yeah. then sending them to other people. Oh yeah. So it's just like. Well, where does this stop? You know what I mean? Yeah, because check it. Um, Amazon has a thing where you can have your shit delivered and they'll open your house. Mm -hmm. Or your car. Or mm -hmm. your car and put your shit in there mm -hmm. and then send you a photo. Yeah. I don't want you in my house, homie. It's, it's I don't want you much, in my house. It's too much technology. Send you. That's so weird. Someone sending you a photo of your living room. like. Right. But, but if you ask 80% of the people now, they're okay with it. Yeah, because we're yeah. lazy. We want it quick. We want it fast, and we but, want it know, delivered to you. It's not us. you, Chris, but you know, some millennials. No, it's Chris too. Because I'm sure, he, <laughs> I'm sure it's Chris too. He would have it delivered to his. Nah, man, I'm I'm, I'm old school. I'd uh, get I it sent say, to the post office or to your job. I was saying, Chris ate dirt. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think that that this this kind of film kind of shows you what technology can do, and the fact that it actually takes over, and it yeah. talks about algorithms and, yes. and how. The algorithm is is leading you in one direction. Yes, and it's just how like when you when you search for anybody who doesn't understand what an algorithm is, think about every time you yeah. search something on Google, and then you go to your Facebook or some other web device or web page, then all of a sudden you see on the side of the pages everything cookies. that you've been looking for in your all in the your Google searches. From all so your just searches. remember these things. Follow you, and right. nothing is ever. And you're just like, damn, over. I did want those boots. Right, and it just keeps, <laughs> right, and it just keeps reminding you of what you said you wanted, and it it also cues you in, like Spotify cues me into all of the music that I like, because sometimes I I truly feel like Spotify is is reading my mind when it they is. when they're creating these playlists because they've it already totally is. they've already decided well this is the kind of music this guy likes. And I'm going to populate it based on that. Well, they had those daily playlists on there. Yeah. Where they and do they, like daily mixes. And they always are perfect. They're, they're Because it's based off of what you've been listening to. Exactly. And then they blend it within the same genre of exactly. music. So it'll be like hardcore rap or like some like, like chill hip hop. Right. It'll be some R&B shit, some right. old 90 shit. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. It's been, it's been given, it's, it's been happening and... and the, the Prince playlist this week has just been amazing. Yeah, they have this good playlist called This Is Prince. Oh, my God. It's incredible. It's pretty good. And his birthday was uh, they're this, yesterday. Their This Is playlists are pretty incredible. epic. Yeah. They they pull out some of the best of all that of yeah. all of their catalogs. But once again, folks, that's that's an algorithm. That's, that's that is the technology when you date over. When you're dating on, like, Tinder and, like, uh, Bumble and OkCupid, shit like that, those are all algorithms. Yeah. It's based real. on who you like and mm -hmm. based on what you said, based on like your percentage of like romance or right. whatever the fuck. Exactly, and and I think that what we don't, <laughs> you know, we're we we take it, we almost take it for granted. Yeah, now. we do. You know, and I think that that's kind of where the technology is going to go. And and even the character in the movie, you know, asked the cop, "Well, are you going to solve this crime, or is a robot going to solve it?" Right, right, right. You he doesn't. He didn't under, you know, he didn't know. You know, he didn't understand why it was taking so long to get to the criminals that killed right. his wife. And I can understand that because you're in a situation where, like, I can't... He couldn't physically do it because of his, his situation. Because he was completely paralyzed. But he literally had to depend on others to help him. Right. And, and the technology to help him. And, yes, his house was rigged up, but he still needed his well, His mom. house was rigged up because uh, his mom... It was incredible. Yeah. yeah. And, and But the whole thing is, it's like... 
you still need, and I love the, the fact that he could drive onto that pad that charged his wheelchair up. I thought that I was know, really cool. I know, that's pretty cool. But, um, and then even his medicine was injected by the machine. It was injected onto his hand. Just fantastic yeah. technology. And I'm, I'm hoping that one day there'll be that kind of situation for people for real. But, I think so. But, um, you know, you just like, well, what, what are you going to do? And, and I think that he, because he was so, you know, he was so non-technology based technophobe he wanted to <laughs> he definitely now. yeah he was definitely a technophobe he wanted to just solve this crime himself right and yes the computer enhanced him and it helped him to figure out who the killer was yeah but i think that there was just so much happening in this film and, I, and that's why i liked it i know you weren't really a fan of it and, and let's talk well, about what you're feeling well let's about. you know what let's let's change my mind a little bit i will admit i was a little tired when i saw this film First five minutes, I was like, damn, I already know what's going to happen. <sighs> Wait, let me wake up go get some popcorn real see quick. That, see, you missed see, that's so, where I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't miss too much because it was very much at the beginning. I didn't you miss are, too much. But, already... but I, I, think I, I think I was like really, I was really disappointed at the beginning. It seemed very typical. And considering I'm a fan of Lay, the, the director-writer, mm-hmm. um, hella fan. Love the saw. Love the insidious. But so I was expecting. I hate the saw, by the way. I don't like those kind of. I love them. Violent movies. It's because you're soft, Vaughn. Yes. Right. Whatever. I'll take it. I don't <laughs> like that bullshit. But, but yeah. I loved Insidious. Yeah, I loved Insidious. But um, and it really played old school horror shit on you. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But I really. So I was. I guess I was expecting a lot of it. But you know what? Now that I'm talking to you about it, because we didn't see it together, yeah. I'm understanding where you're coming from. In terms of like the whole disability thing yeah. and the, and, the, and the future of that and yeah, and, and it, it showed, you know, just it showed something that you don't normally see. No, you and don't. Even when he was just rolling around, I love when he rolled into the bar, and he did his best. Uh, hello, everybody. Um, which one of you are the killers of my wife? Can you let me know? You know. Yeah, and then he's like, "Can you pass me my drink?" That scene was incredible. <laughs> he ordered the drink, and then those like, "Dude, right? Can you random... hold this for me so yeah. I can drink it?" Yeah. And you know, just there were just those little those little elements that I think he did very well. He did. He and, did. And just how he was holding his body. Fantastic body acting. There was just there was just so many little things and little moments in that, and that the banter between he and and Cortez, the detective. Right. There was just something between them that I thought was very because she knew right. she knew something was up. She knew something, was and up. she was waiting on him to kind of feed it to her. And she gave him she gave him room to hang himself. Yes, but he would he would play against that. And, and there was that thing between them. And I just there was something happening there that I yeah. just thought was really interesting. And then when you there was parts of it that was like ex machina where you went into that yeah. the 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 little kid who was the, the genius who created this whole thing yeah when you went into his universe where he was this you know almost exiled not exiled what was the word he was he was he hidden was, away he was um self not self exiled he was uh, not exiled he was he self isolated yes he did and he was just kind of living in his own little world he he didn't have any connection with people really he didn't want it and I think that. You know, when, once you watch the film and you see how it unfolds, I'm not going to tell you why this well, why this happened right. because that's a big part of the story. But I think that when you see it and you yeah. understand him, because he was almost like he was very childlike and he was very, very insecure in himself, and just the fact that he he was smart enough to create all this technology, but he could not control it in the end. Yeah, I mean, okay, so there were a few things that 
sort of annoyed me. I felt like after five minutes, I'd already known what was going to happen, and I was over it. Um, two, now I see, seeing it through your eyes makes me want to see it again. Um, I felt originally fantastic sci-fi film, tons of great scenes, tons of great body acting from a lot of different people. Oh, and the fight scenes were um, incredible. Fight scenes were incredible. The, just the way, like... He moved, maneuvered his body, like all that I thought was incredible. I just wanted a little more structure in the story, and I thought, coming from Lay, I thought I was expecting so much more because he's a really good writer. So I was expecting a lot more, and I thought like he just kind of got lazy on the on the backstories a little. Um, and I mean, like I wanted to know more about the soldiers. I wanted to know more about like different things. Well, you know, you know what I think, and 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 I and I understand why you say that, but right. I think that we were. He really wanted you to really be engaged with yeah, I the think it lead was character. Primarily about the POV at the end. In reality, if if we saw like say for example, if there was a sequel to this, yeah. there could have actually been a whole movie about those those soldiers that were turned into those. Yeah, weapons. see, but the thing is my problem was there was never any talk of that really. Um there was briefly some explanation. Well, you know what they did was what they did was right. if you really see this is the part that you missed. And Maybe. this is probably during your popcorn break. It's probably because you never get popcorn. Excuse I'm, me, people that watch that go to movies. If you don't get your fucking popcorn before you get to the trailer part, I have a problem. First of so all, you, you know I never leave. I don't, the, know, I don't even leave the theater to pee. I don't know what the hell happened. So I don't to know you. what happened to me. I was just like, I gotta get up and go get because some popcorn. Because the key point that that linked it all together was the fact that she said because she worked at Cobalt. Which yeah. was the alternate company? Yeah, to I the heard other that one. part. I heard that and, one. And how they showed it, and she talked about, oh, we're, we're, we're yeah, I saw that. We're part. almost where you guys are, but I not saw that quite. Part. And there was all these things that linked back to her company. Yeah. And 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 you know what? What I did like story. about it, I didn't need them to explain it to me because I actually saw little bits of it, and just, you could actually bring it together. Yeah. But. I get it. There are gonna be some people who yeah, just, who, who kind of missed out, or they I were just, looking at their phone, or like Tawana, she was tired and she didn't have time to really pay attention to a movie. Yes, I'm gonna give you a slap on the wrist for that. Yeah, Tawana. definitely give me a slap. You breaking movie it took rules? Me, I'm gonna tell you this right now. It took me three separate tries to watch Cargo, which is our next film we're gonna review in a little bit. But it took me three separate tries. I just kept falling asleep and I could not stay awake. And like ultimately this morning I had to just like finish it. And it it was it turned out to be good, but I was just like nodding and so maybe this wasn't a good week for me for movies. No, this wasn't a good week for I was you exhausted, for you know. Um but like I said, I think that you know in in sure it's not very sci fi is not for everybody. Some people mm. just don't care. But, I fucking love sci fi. Sci- fucking Ellen Ripley is my fucking email address. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm I know. just saying. I get like, it. But like I mean I said, love it. For people, Alien movies are Classics. Classics. But for people out there listening, I, and I know it's not for everybody, but sometimes you just gotta. For me, it was a nice. Both of these films yeah. were a nice break from the bigger right. blockbuster summer fair. Right. Well, I'll say this. That we're being slammed with. I will admit to misjudging. I will admit that I should do a second a second do a, do viewing. A second pass. You can go and with I me. think, you know what? I'll go I'm with you. I'll go with again. I'll go with you. And this way, I'll be up. I'll be awake and I'll be excited. You know what? Also, my audience was trash. I saw it in Long Island. There was like five people. <laughs> oh my god! And it was trash. So if I went with an excited audience, I probably like an exciting, engaging audience. I probably would have enjoyed it more, and I wouldn't have been sleep. I wouldn't have been like so tired. I went. I just 
try to catch it in the middle of our week because we have regular lives. You yeah. know, we work, we do yeah. all our stuff, and, and we try to squeeze and these we try in to squeeze these in. But um, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a second viewing. Think about it. But like I said, I, I just sure. think that for for Broomhouse and, and all the kinds of films that they have within their franchise films and then their so one offs. They're they're doing some things that aren't really being done, and they're smarter than the usual hackum or yeah. crazy sci-fi. You they're know, paying crazy attention horror, crazy sci-fi to things. horror. They're paying sci-fi, attention to it. They're making uh, it drama. smarter. They're making them smarter. They're 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 super alternative too. They're right. super like fuck the rest. I'm I'm trying this new shit. Right, and and yeah. there's nothing wrong. With it. And so it's good to see that. It and is good know, to see that. In reality, I didn't actually think when I saw the trailer, I didn't realize that it was going to be very futuristic. I actually thought it was set in our time. Yeah, but, me too. But once you once you got into the movie, I said, "Wow, they really I was you like, know, oh, they stepped it up a little shit. bit, like, you know, cuz I really didn't expect that. I thought it was going to be set in our time. Yeah. And then in that kind of timeline. So, when they went to this place, I was like, "Oh, okay. I get it." And that's cool because they don't usually, they usually are very, you know, it's not, not not to say basic, but it's set in a timeline that's right. more current. In, well, in, this guy doesn't you know. do sci-fi. He does horror. Right. He does, um like, a drama. Like, yeah. I was kind of surprised that he did some 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 sci-fi shit. But. You know, so who, I it's going to open the door. I, I think mean, it's he's a open smart, the door. he's a really smart writer. And the women, the women in this role... In this he, film. he empowers women. They're very empowered. Because the wife must, was, the wife must, was, yeah. and the detective. He must have a mom that like ruled his world, like, and no dad, because like <laughs> his <laughs> he's all about women and all his shit. Like right. he's always like, yay, women. You know, like, it was cool. To always see women that. are strong. And I'm I'm glad to see old girl Betty from Get Out. I'm glad to see her. Yeah. Betty Gabrielle, yeah. She's gonna be around. She's gonna be around. She's doing a lot. Yeah. I'm hoping she's in the new um the new Jordan Peele shit, which she probably is. Because she you know, probably is. He's one of those directors, and she's gonna be in the next Bloomhouse the- film, the Unfriended, the, the the sequel to the first one. So it, you know, there's gonna be a lot happening. The with her. sequel to the first one of what? Unfriended. Oh yeah, yeah, she is an yeah, Unfriended. She's in that, and she's the first be Unfriended was trash. It was so crazy though, but it was this so one, trash. This one is, is next saying, level. I'm gonna watch this. I don't know if I could give up a movie pass for it because you know you can't you can't rewatch it in movie pass. It's okay. So I'm just saying it's okay. But like I said, I enjoyed it and I'm <laughs> glad. And like I said, just for me, like I said, it, it spoke to the how the technology and how right. sci-fi can really make something special happen. Right. And and you know it, it's just one of those fun movies and and the audience was all engaged. And I'm so were cheering. sad that your audience was epic and mine was trash. People were cheering and people were like so they yes, shit him yes. on the They island. were like go. You know they just wanted to see him do things and they were waiting on him. Oh shit, he rolling in with that wheelchair. You can get her get up and fuck people Word? up. Like people were just so ready. I was in trash ass Garden City watching this shit. Well, I you guess... know I was in Harlem, so you know we be bringing. Ah, I should have and I was in Harlem, but it wasn't the blacks. It was, it was a, a bunch of white folks. Yeah, I guess the they, you know, and it was a bunch of it was a bunch of techs. <laughs> it was a bunch of tech people. Everybody oh, yeah. was tech. They loved the technology. Well, people wanted to see that, and they were ready for it. And, and the I fight mean, scenes were so good. And I just I, one, I like the actor, and I want him to do. I want him to yeah. get more opportunity to work. He because, is. He does. I mean, he avidly works. I mean, he um he's done a lot of stuff. Logan Marshall Green. And he's still working. Like, what's his newest stuff is looking up right now. Oh, he does the Damnation series, mm-hmm. which is on, um, the fuck is that on? Like, TND or something like that. So he did that, Sandcastle. He, he's done a lot, a lot. He did Snowden. He's done a lot of stuff. I really like him in The Invitation. 
Yeah. But he's he's done. He's oh, he was in Prometheus. That's right. You, yes, he you did was. say that. Mm-hmm. He was a boyfriend. But he's done. Um, he's done a lot of cool stuff. Brooklyn's finest. I don't even remember him in that. Yeah, he, across yeah. the universe. Yeah, he he did a lot of shit. He does yeah, TV. He, he does TV and um and and uh and Film. feature films. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, hey, look out for this. Um, I'm not even gonna call him baby. Yeah, don't call him baby. Because 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 you he know got he's, his own thing he's got on. his own thing. He's got his own shit popping. I will say this though. I'm gonna give it up for um, Stefan Ducio. I hope mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing that right. Um, he is the cinematographer on this film. And um, the DP, as we say, and he was badass. Yeah, and then he's Australian too. Adelaide, yeah, nicely shot, well done. I thought, um, you know, he he pressed he pressed the envelope a little bit, and there was a lot of POV shit, and I'm sure that was hella difficult. Lots of steadicam shit, Mm -hmm. lots of lots of intense work. Body acting is crazy because when you act with your body, it's just like you you. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, remember Jim Carrey used to be like a body actor? And he used to mm-hmm. like throw himself on the floor and do all that crazy shit. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, it's intense. Well, you know, I was, I was curious as I was watching. I was like, well, how did they, because I kept thinking about how they set the scenes and right. how they tracked him on the camera. Because in a lot of his movement, yeah, it was it was very deliberate. It was very deliberate. And I was like, well, how did, you know... You know, just think about all the different camera angles that they had. To so have many set up. camera angles. I mean, they had like POV shots, like right. right in his face. They had from afar, and they had from the other person's perspective. Right. They had a general like wide shot. Right. I mean, they were really just like. And the editing that's was. Why I the editing felt, was really good. The editing was good. That's why I felt like they were just kind of like really focusing on the action. Maybe that's where I was coming from, but mm-hmm. um, I felt like, is this all action though? Because it feels like it's just all action. Yeah, there but, was there was a lot more to it, and you know what? I, I, I need to check and there it was again. the scene, and I'm just going back this scene one time. I'm going to talk about this scene one time, and it was when the mother was shaving him. Yeah, and he just started crying. It was just like there was so because he literally he could not. That's when you realize that I can't be who I was before, right, so and I, someone else has to part. do it. <laughs> Anyway. So I'm going to rewatch it. Anyway. Because <laughs> apparently I failed this when, week. <laughs> when Tawana actually watches the movie. I failed this week. Um, I'm never a failure. There was this, and he just started crying. It was just, it was, it was perfect. I'm and the it. camera just sat on him. Right. And her clipping his beard and whatever. All right. That right there sold it You've for me. You've convinced me. But anyway. Just, so let's move on. Let's move on. I want everybody to go see Upgrade, Upgraded. And, and you want them to see Upgrade. I want and, them to make um, another one, too. Make like Go out go out to the theaters and check it out. Don't listen to me. Listen to Vaughn. It looks it, like he's got the better perspective. And it wasn't a happy ending. Uh, yeah, no, the ending was <laughs> oh my God. Was not happy. But you know what? Sound like it's pretty good. Check it out. So let's move on. Um, Netflix originals. Yeah, you know because we've been we've been talking about all the movies that's happening this summer, right? And I think that sometimes you just get tired of just seeing all the same stuff and the, and the reboots and the sequels and all that stuff. <laughs> so sometimes you have to stay home and, and kind of shop around on your Netflix. Yeah, because the, Netflix is the shit, though. Yeah, they're, let's, they're, let's they're say giving us some good content. Netflix, out of all the platforms, and I'm not even gonna front. I'll stand out and say Netflix is the better of all the platforms because their original content right. is crazy. Everyone else's original content seems to be series. They don't right. seem to do a lot of movies. But Netflix does films. Right. You know, they do series, but they do films also. Right. So, like, Mute, when we reviewed Mute, that was right. a Netflix original. Right. So, there are a lot of originals that I think Netflix is trying to push, and this was one of them. So, yeah, let's sure. start it out. So, okay, so Cargo, 
After an epidemic spread all over Australia, Australia again, a uh, father searches for someone willing to protect his daughter. Uh, Martin Freeman. Oh, yeah. Lead actor in this, the colonizer. Yeah, from Black Panther. <laughs> from Black Panther. Um, directed by Ben Howling and Yolanda Ramke. Don't know why they tag-teamed on this. She was also the writer. And then there's uh, Jeffrey Simps- Simpson, who was also the DP. But all these fucks are, are Australian. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say fucks. I apologize. <laughs> but all these people are Australian. So, like, I guess that's the common link in this show. I think so. It's, it's, it's the, the Australian Aussies. episode. We got a little Aussie friend. Shout out to Emma. Emma, big sexy, doing it, <laughs> growing larger. That's mm. right. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, so, I mean... I um tell us a little bit about the movie. Tell us a little about the movie. So I enjoyed Cargo a great deal. Um, I just thought it was beautifully shot. Um, huge Australian film. It was just like all about um, what do they call that? It's the outback. So the outback. Yeah, it was t- hella outback shots. Lots of drone. It seemed like a lot of drone stuff. Yeah, um, for all those overhead shots. Over those overhead shots yeah. had to be drones. Um, I just thought it was well shot, well acted, well casted, suspense filled. Um, I just it had this beautiful sentimentality to it that really touched me. I mean, not everybody was touched by it because I know Vaughn wasn't, and neither was my friend that was watching with me. But I just felt so sentimental about it. It was just his father was just pushing through everything to save his child. Even ultimately at the end, it was a beautiful ending. And I think there's there's just this delicate strength about him. And I really sympathized with him the whole way through the film. Although I thought he, you know, he made some initial, like, you know, you know, rookie mistakes at, during the beginning. But, you know. Well, the, oh, he, when he was trying to survive with his wife. Who yeah, like, I was just like, you know, I was watching with my friend and she was like, ah, I would have killed you like 10 minutes in. As soon as you got bit, bitch. Well, see, like, the thing is, but I would have been like, you know, my thing where I come from it is, as I've grown older, I've I've, I've learned to appreciate sentimentality. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, I'm not gonna kill my wife. Like ten minutes after that bitch got bit, like I need a couple hours. Can I get like half an hour to cry? Half an hour to figure some shit out. Half an hour to say goodbye. And like, all right, then we're gonna take you out. Like, mm-hmm. but his whole thing was like, this guy, he, she was his all, his wife, and she was the. Um, she was sort of the link to the child, so I thought, like, he really didn't want to let her go because he had to then thus really be responsible yeah. for what was happening. Not that he wasn't a responsible father, but I think emotionally he wasn't completely responsible. But it it was really just sort of a brilliant film. And I don't know about brilliant. It was good. Right. <laughs> but you know what else I liked about it is, like, okay, so, like, we watch these, these zombie flicks, right? And we're di- we dig them. Yeah. World War Z, 20 Days right. Later. And I'm you know. a Walking Dead fan for oh, sure. And we're Walking Dead fans. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, a, I have a Lucille on my desk. Nice. My brother gave it to me for Christmas, and my dad finally sent it to me. So, like, yeah, yeah I got to get it fixed. Anyway, I got to, like, frame it or some shit. Gotcha. Anyway, and so, yeah, so we're used to all this sort of, like, crazy violence. So this film takes on this sort of delicate role because it reminds me of the girl with all the gifts or Maggie with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. The girl with all the gifts. Look back in our catalog. We reviewed it earlier on. Yes. Fantastic film. Really enjoyed it. British flick. Yep. Check it out. But so anyway, so um, yeah, so just a sort of delicate way 
of sort of seeing the post-apocalyptic world through the eyes of a child. Because we sort of saw this through the eyes of this, um, there was an Aborigine boy in it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and it, it takes on this softer context. It's not all about like killing something, you know, it just, it, it's something so sweet and simple about it. And it's just not like balls to the wall violence, this unconscious deaths and murder and it's, it had a bit of significance to mm-hmm. it that I thought pulled you in. Well, you know, I think it's because they didn't focus the attention on the on the zombies per se no. and the attacks on the people. Yes, it was they, about the human element. The, the human element was what was reigned large here mm-hmm. in, in the how would you react if this situation happened to your family. Definitely. And then you saw how how he would the couple would interact with other families and other people yes. throughout throughout Australia. And they, that was brilliant too, that whole without spoiling it. There was a whole dynamic between him and another family. Right. And it was a little foreshadowing at the beginning. Yes. And, and eventually he when goes they had back. The party and all right. That. And eventually he goes back to the family. And I mean, what happened with the father was some fuck shit. Because yeah, fuck you, dude. That's fucked up. That was crazy. That's fucked up. But like, yeah. there was some fuck shit with the father eventually. Again, not our main character, Freeman. But um, eventually. Um, we sort of do it like sort of a 360, 360 and come around back to where we started. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, it just seemed like it just seemed like it had all these elements of like you know like this is like true sentimentality. And they and, and and it was all about like what kind of decisions do you make when left with no other choice? What do you do? Like, okay, so you have some kids, like, some people had kids in this film, and that's some hard shit, because let me tell you, I would not be fucking like they're fucking in Walking Dead. First of all, you're nasty. <laughs> no, the, people Bitch, would I, always have sex. First of all, I'm people not going to kill a bunch of zombies and then fuck you. Nasty shit. No. Where's the fucking water, son? People what, are always going to have but sex. But wait, wait, wait. What are we going to do about periods? What are we going to do about fucking blood, son? Y'all would not be having periods. In, in I'm sorry. No, no. I'm sorry. How does that work? This still fucking bodily functions. I'm going to bleed till I die, probably. Oh, like, till I'm 60. But anyway. Well, not 60, more like 45. But you don't know. You don't know about that. You don't know about this life. You ain't about this vagina life right here. You don't oh, know about my vaginas. <laughs> okay. But still. Film I'm, fans, <laughs> now the one is going to teach us about biology. I'm just saying, all my women, lady film fans out there, I'm saying, you know what it is about periods. You ain't about that life in clean society where shit is tight. And you could go take a shower at any minute. Think about how that works in the post-apocalyptic world. And then you want to have some sex? No, get the fuck off of me. Like, move. Nah, I'm not about that life. You that have to... would be happening because people are still going to have sex. No, people want to be close and they want to... We talked about that, about the quiet place, right? That people wanted to be close and why would you have a kid in this world? Why would you even endanger, like, yourself and this child by even... You know, having sort of sex to create this life. And then that's the byproduct of, like, having sex, right? Is to have a kid if you're having sex in a heterosexual relationship. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, gross. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, I just... No. You know, my problem with it, and you know, it's a family. So you had a family situation. Yeah, and it was a lot of families So you always got to think about what's going to happen with your kids. And as your family... As the husband and the wife, their main instinct was to protect their kids. And so to keep the sort of normality mm-hmm. of their life and just say, like, okay, well, we're not home, but we're going to come out in this wizard. But we're going right. to make it a party for you. And, like, and like the, the main family we saw on the boathouse, 
you know, before all this went down. Yeah, which was Martin. You know, him and his wife, they were on the boat with their little girl, and they were living their, their best life they, in the zombie situation. Well, they were situation. living a life. You know, and then when they, they, <laughs> they ran across this boat. Now, see, my instinct would have told me not to fuck with that Well, boat. see, I'm going to just say right now, my views are not that of the show. That's some white shit. You don't, you don't, you don't right. put yourself in no bullshit situation like that. First of all, he already did what he did. He already showed you what's happening. Give him a hug. You're the best husband in the world. Bitch, don't be trying to go over there and getting little right. treats and like, shit. Like, why she went over Stay there? Stay your ass here. I was so mad at her. I was like, well, you need Let to Let me die. tell you. I watched this with my friend. Okay, so you mentioned Chan on the last podcast. Now I got to mention her again. So I started with Chan, and she was like, what the fuck is she going over there for? It was stupid. What the fuck are you doing? Why are we even doing this? What is the point of this? Stay the fuck gone. You stupid. you got a month's worth of food. What you going over there and finding the Father's Day gift? Right. Bitch, bye. We over that. And her big win was a razor. Her big win was a razor. And that bitch didn't even look for shit. I mean, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but that bitch didn't even look to check for shit. Yeah. The fuck you Because at least when he went in to investigate the he shit, was watching. he put the thing down, yeah. looked to see what was in there. He was careful about, right. about what was happening. She, she was just being, oh, here I am. First of all, white woman, go, let me go look stupid and, and get the Is you about on to me. give me some dirty ass, funky ass razor from the bottom of some fucking leaky ass boat? Yeah. Was been in some water? That shit is like all contaminated? You want me to shave my fucking face with that shit? You worried about a beard in the post apocalyptic world? Fuck that bitch. Why you sound like Issa Rae right now when she's talking to her? I'm just saying, it's like a womb broom. Enjoy it. <laughs> it's a womb broom. It's a little extra for you right there. A womb broom. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry about my fucking beard. She's like, I don't really care for the beard. Bitch, bitch, is we in a fashion show? Right. This is a zombie apocalypse. Is 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 is, is, there, oh, is we on the runway? Get the people, fuck out of here. People are dead. Bitch, I'm about to be hairy all the time. His ass gonna look like Moses. I wouldn't give get, a fuck. Get rid. Get ready. Yeah, dead ass. He shouldn't look like Moses because his hair could have been a lot longer. Right. Mm, they was having haircuts. Right. Like they did it. I'm gonna yeah. jump out of they reality. Was, there was some supercuts. Yeah, there was some supercuts going on. But fuck it, let him have his beard. What the fuck? You, but you shout out, shout out to the Aborigines because once again, yes, we they, have to take it back to culture, culture and, and people of color, right? And they brought in this whole element of being able to fight these things, and it was original too. It was, it was, it, it was, wasn't trivial. I love that one hundred percent. That was my favorite part of the movie where you got to see them doing that ritual and destroying these zombie-like creatures. Oh, Tawana's having another beer. Shout they, out, they Tawana. hear it. They hear it. They click, hear it. click. Click, click, boom. Yeah, she's doing all the drinking today. Do you think? I'm doing all the drinking? Um, but once again, like I said, when when they brought it back to the culture of the Aborigines people there, I thought that was the interesting part to me, and I wanted to understand more. And the, and the little girl, how... It's a boy. It, it was a, I still want to call it was a, a boy girl. because... I, oh, okay, so the reason why... I don't I, know I, if it's a boy The reason girl. why I say it's a boy, when he... Um, Martin Freeman's character... Happens upon this woman that helps him out briefly. She shows him a photo and says, "Listen, she my was friends." Like a teacher, right? She was like a teacher, or something. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Listen, my friends can help you. The Aborigines and uh, it's Willie and his daughter and his son." And I was like, "Oh, okay," because the child who Vaughn is confused that had a, like a really androgynous haircut and was kind of androgynous. It was so obvious that he had an actual daughter, but this was unsure. But he did say son, so. Because he said, son, I went with it. But Okay, well, I couldn't tell one way or the other. But the thing is, is that they represented the Aboriginal culture. In a beautiful way. In a beautiful way. And it seemed very genuine, even for, you know, us Americans that don't know shit about cultures. But (laughs) um, those, well, those who don't. That's a lot of us. That's a lot of us. 
All right, all right. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'll pause. I'll pause for the cause. Roseanne, I'll pause for the cause. Right, Let me just pause say. for the cause. But, um, but once again. But yeah, but but so, you know, it seemed very it seemed very genuine. And I and I thought it was beautiful the way they represented it. But also, like, these people who made the film were Australian. So it was like, it was great that they, you know, it's kind of like Alex when he talks about Maui's. Right, um, and, and New Zealand. And culture. New Zealand, you know, indigenous folks. He's in tune with it. He's in tune with it because he respects it. Even yeah. though he's a white guy, he definitely respects it. And, like, he's mentioned numerous times about, um, you know, New Zealand actors. So I, I felt like... They did represent their culture fairly well, you know, and 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 I liked how beautiful they made it seem. They didn't make them seem like, like like savage natives. Right, right. They did make them seem so beautiful, like parts of their culture in terms of like what they would wear on their face, the face painting, and how art. they would talk, how they buried their dead, right. spirituality. Yeah, spirituality. I mean, they really respect that. And yeah, then, that def- and I like and and I have to say because I watched it this morning too. Right. Because I because I saw I saw upgrade. Last night. night. So I saw this movie this morning right. having coffee. And I was just like, I really like, th- this is very interesting to me. And he was very, the main character was, uh, Martin Freeman. was very respectful of the culture. And he was he trying was to understand. super duper. I remember when he was trying to engage her when she was hurt. And tell me what this means in your language. Well, yeah, you know? they were trying to survive. And he right. was trying to, um, he was trying to keep her elevated and uh, alert and he was like tell me what tell me some more about how to say things in in your aboriginal language and it was just he was so fucking sweet yeah, man he was, he was wish, a great dad i wish i can tell you just like part of it and like really sit down with you listeners film fans and let you understand how this guy was treating his daughter mind you okay he starts off like on some fuck shit but he gets better and he learns and he he persevered and he I mean, the ending is fucking brilliant. I think yeah. the ending was really nice. Yeah, it was. Um, and it was really smartly done, I guess. Um, if, that's, if that's a word, smartly. No, um, <laughs> but it, they get it. It, it was nice. And I think, you know, if nothing else, pressing a button on your Roku or your... <laughs> Or an app on your phone, or your or or your PC, or your or your laptop. However it, you get Netflix. However you get Netflix, um, doesn't really matter. But I think this takes nothing from you to just check this out. Absolutely. And listen and you to know, what we're and saying I think and that, judge for I yourself. Think that one thing about this show, and I think that with with me and Tawana and Alex, mm-hmm. I think we're all about exposing people to different kinds of things. And yes, we could be going to see Ocean's Eight right now because it's it's hot in the theaters right now. I guess. And, and 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 all these other films that we've even talked about. But I think that sometimes you gotta sit back and just see what what's actually happening in your own house. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean it doesn't cost you anything to look mm-hmm. at Netflix. And right. I mean, I will say this again, Netflix has a hell of a catalog. Yeah, they do. Um, and you can see everything from anywhere. I mean, I, I really dig that they support documentaries from all over the world. Absolutely. I really dig that they support filmmakers from all over the world. Right. And they actively put them um, on the forefront of, like, work. Like, it's, right. it's almost like Netflix does it for the culture. Yeah. You know, they're not like, oh, we make it money. I know you make it bread hand over fist. Right, for sure. But you are also putting out films that... That interpret and tell true stories about people of the world, right. people of color, mm-hmm. people, immigrants, right. women, uh, um, LGBT people live on a French, LGBT, people who are incarcerated, people who are formerly incarcerated, like, you know, governmental issues, like, you know, all our social issues of, of America. And Netflix really just kind of just um, 
unabashedly and just like unapologetically just does it and says like fuck it this is what we're doing you watching it no go buy hulu right (laughs) well you know and and like i said i think it's good that we have multiple options now for content yeah so many and i think that it's good i want people to open their minds up a little bit and and try to explore some things right because if you're in the middle of topeka right and you can't you got maybe you guys have a, a art house somewhere right or one or two theaters. One maybe. or two theaters, and they're it's showing. It's only showing the blockbusters. They're only showing the blockbusters, and maybe you found a small like art house theater that's in the middle of a town somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, and check it out. And if you can't get it, like Netflix is really supplying. Yeah, for sure. And, and you can fuck with people like Voodoo too, like like you know these internet streaming devices and shit. Right. But I mean, check it out. So ultimately, in my opinion, I thought it was a touching zombie flick, much like that of the girl with all the gifts and Maggie. Which starred Arnold Schwarzenegger was like one of his better films ever. Yes, it was. Um, even though you know I fucks with Predator, but <laughs> <laughs> I fucks with Predator. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know I fucks with um, True Lies. Yeah. But this Ooh, was True Lies too. True Lies, son. I mean, listen, <laughs> I'm a kid. I was born in the '70s, raised in the '80s. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, in the '90s, <laughs> I fuck. I fucks with that. That that superhero man on you know. Solid man thing. Rambo. Rambo type shit. Yeah, Rambo. It's Schwarzenegger, John claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal, and like uh um Sly Stallone was like the shit when I was a kid. Right. So, you know, I fucks with that. But I dig that he could expand himself enough to like do sort of like independent esque style films. Mm-hmm. And so I think like don't shy away from it. It doesn't have the zombie effect of like Walking Dead. People are not like Ravaging bodies and like pulling, like you know, chewing on intestines. Yeah, and innards and all it, that it, stuff. It, it, they don't really. I mean, there's some some parts of that, but it's not as graphic as like The Walking Dead per se. But I think that you know, check it out if you want to take. Dare I say a zombie flick with heart? <laughs> to task. That's a good. That's a good way to. Start. You know, zombie flick with heart. Check it out and see. I mean, it's free. Right. Well, not really. They're still paying the membership. You paying ten dollars a month, but for so much. Okay, that's, that's... a coffee, uh, two coffees. Right. I mean, I'm just saying that's like your whole day. You got coffee in the morning and you got breakfast. We ain't even fuck with lunch yet. So I basically, so we, we how we net out here. <laughs> yes. Is you're all about cargo, and I'm 100 percent about upgrade. Yeah. But you know, I could be I could be swayed to upgrade. You're gonna I mean, you, by the time now, now, you see it again, you're gonna Knowing you and how long we've been friends, I now I understand where you're coming mm-hmm. from and where you saw this film and where yeah. you um sort of like embraced and, and related to this film. Right. So knowing you I now I wanna go back and sort of embrace it with your point of view now. Right. So I think I mean I think it's cool and I think um you know. So what do you think we're gonna see next time? What do you, what's the plan? Um so we decided we decided we're gonna do Hereditary and um, Jurassic Park: Fallen oh, Kingdom. Yeah, I'm ready. I love so Jurassic Park. If film fans and new fans, if you like this episode, please be sure to like us, share, and follow us on all our social media platforms. We're talking Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, and where we host on SoundCloud. And if you have a question or recommendation or drink, even a drink ideas. Right. Even a, a request, like drink ideas, like you fucks with Vaughn's cocktails, or you don't fucks with Vaughn's cocktails, or you have a recommendation. <laughs> you think I fuck too much with the with the Hefeweizen. Right. Listen, let us know. Hashtag BBM Podcast. That is 
Hashtag BBM Podcast. And as always, we've had so much fun with you. We're glad you're listening. This is Beer Bourbon. And a movie. And a movie. I'm Tawana. And I'm Vaughn. And let's do it. Bye, Alex. Until next time. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. No problem. (laughs) 